Hello and welcome to Final Show Films. Before you enjoy the following production, there's just a few things I'd like to get out of the way first. Starting off, I'd like to thank all of our patron supporters, especially our $25 tier supporters, Antitonic, Cat, Water, Flame, and Samantha Bates. If you'd like to support us, you can do so on our Patreon, patreon.com slash fsfilms, as well as by following me on Twitter, at Johnny Bates, following and subscribing to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash sensetaku, on YouTube, youtube.com slash sensetaku, and on any of our podcast feeds, links to which you can find on my Twitter account. Thank you once again for tuning in, and I hope you have a good time. Bye. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Changeling the Lost in Grover Green, Final Show Films, World of Darkness Chronicle. I'm Jack, the storyteller for this campaign, and joining me this evening is Holly. I'm Holly, and I'm playing Lark, the Beast One Wing. And William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Faith, the Ogre Bristle Grinder. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Lys, the Wizened Oracle. Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Mira, the guy who can play me, eat Ferris. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy, and I am playing uh, uh, Adele, the Darkling Crazy. There we go. Fuck this week. <laughs> what am I playing? Changeling, Jeremy. Uh, and... No, no, I knew it was Changeling. I just couldn't remember my name or... <laughs> this week, I'm lucky I remember my name. Raphael, who plays the uh, Darkling Night Singer, uh, Neofly, will unfortunately not be with us again this week. Um, but we are picking up in the morning in Adele Hamilton's house where everyone has spent the night after a rather trying day slash evening of investigation and plotting and potentially murdering cats that turned out to not actually be murdered. So that's nice. Uh, you know, the normal. It's Baltimore. It's probably a Wednesday. <laughs> So, the evening passed without too much fanfare after the whole cat thing was resolved, and it turned out that Casper was no longer uh, having his eyesight parasitized by a potentially hedge-crafted portrait of one of the Motley's parents. I'm so happy that the name is now canon. <laughs> I named your cat Liz. Yeah, she wasn't gonna name it. <laughs> um, everybody gets a point of willpower for a full night's rest, including those of us that were elsewhere. Yeah, including those of you that were elsewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we draw our curtain. As Alice, you left your laptop out when you went to sleep and you awaken to hear it apparently playing something of its own accord. I was not in the house, possibly. I I did spend the night. I had the dream. 
Oh, that's right. I yeah. completely blanked on that. We are going to have to roll this back a little bit. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was yep. curious mm -hmm. where this is going. Yep. I wasn't yep. sure. Yep. I was about to say we had a dream thing to do. We did have a dream test to do. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that is a storyteller fail right there. Let me pull up those details then. We are rolling back about nine hours then. Audience, you suck. <clears throat> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you guys are in the back of a vehicle being yeah, driven right. quite rapidly uh -huh. across the uh, the Baltimore cityscape. By a spider lady whose name I can't remember. Silk strings. <laughs> are you guys going to try and make any conversation during the vehicle ride? Um. Oh. <laughs> Does it seem like Silk Strings is going to be receptive to conversation? She doesn't seem like she's putting up a wall of any sort. Mm -hmm. yeah, this isn't my business, so I will. I will let the person who's currently on the spot uh, start conversation if she so desires. Oh no. Uh. -uh. You are definitely getting that vibe off of Liss. Liss <laughs> is in a potentially, I would say, fairly defensive frame of mind, somewhat nervous, maybe a, maybe, maybe a saw of stage fright. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, this getting overstressed is only going to make you perform worse. Just take a breath, relax. Okay. Uh, right. Remember, no one ever did better because they started freaking out. Okay. <laughs> you, you got this. Maybe. You do. And Silk Strings kind of looks over his shoulder, gives you a little half smile that has way too many pointy teeth in it. Mm -hmm. Turns her attention back. Does something involving turning a wheel in a certain direction that does not seem to be the direction you want to go and employing a handbrake in a method generally not advisable for public safety Okay. in order to... Uh, basically make a hairpin right turn as the light in front of her turns red. She drifted, she drifted the right, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, okay. Which is, which is doing wonders for your nerves, let me tell you, Liz. Um, and, but after about 10 minutes, uh, pulls up in front of... A very, very tall apartment building, fairly close down towards the waterfront. Well, let's let's be going inside then, I guess. Okay. This is big. Ah, uh, get out the car. Yeah, big enough. <laughs> Should go up to the front door. There's a doorman. He 
gives her a nod, kind of glances at the rest of you, but definitely is well-trained and professional enough to not make any comments or anything. Opens the door, gestures for you all to enter. Hi. Uh, go in. Evening, folks. Shuts the door behind you. Silk Strings is headed straight for the elevators, uh, which it's a it's a fairly it's not opulent, but it's very luxurious in terms of the the lobby and and entry of this this building. Um, there's a lot of shiny metal, a bit of chrome, mirrors, crystal, that sort of thing kind of decorated in a vaguely art deco sort of design. Wouldn't look entirely out of place in a Baz Luhrmann film is what I'm getting at. Um, and Silk Strings goes over and pushes the the up arrow on the, the elevator. As you guys step inside, the doors close and she pushes the... Uh, 17th floor button and the elevator begins to ascend out of how many uh 27 okay is there a 13th floor give me a wits and composure because <laughs> that's actually a thing like a lot of buildings don't put in a 13th floor if they have that many floors just because of yep. people's complaints about it mm-hmm five successes nice. i i rolled four dice you're right you, you glance down yeah the number jumps from 12 to 14 <laughs> it's just yeah. getting your successes out of the way for when yeah i know right when i need for, for things that you don't really need <laughs> wow And the elevator ascends and ascends. There's a very sort of stereotypical Muzak track playing <laughs> softly over the speakers. And are you, are you in such sense of? Uh, does she have a motley? We're staring it. Doesn't everybody? Yeah. 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 Huh. I didn't know she had one. Uh huh. There's a few of us. Hmm. I'm I'm swaying along to the music. <laughs> and with a faint ding, the elevator stops, the doors open and silk strings gestures for you to uh to exit first. Okay. Go out. Come. She'll let you guys step out, and then she does. She reaches behind her to where you guys can't see. Does something with her hand, it seems, on the the panel, and then follows uh, you guys. Sort of slips to the front, down this way, and takes you down a hall. Does the uh, elevator close behind her? Uh huh. Or it it still closes? Okay. Yeah, it closes. Okay. Following. And she'll take you down to uh, apartment 1737. 
and pull out a key, unlock the door, step inside. It's a fairly lavish apartment. Um, you can see that it's uh, south-facing, looking out over the bay uh, and the harbor. You can see some of the, uh, the night skyline lights uh, going out to, to the east and the west in this rather large sort of front-facing uh, window in the main room that you initially walk into. Uh, there's a pair of individuals seated. Sunset Blue, you guys recognize. Uh, you also recognize Carl Stitches, uh, the one who patched Nero up right after he got mauled the shit out of by uh, Briar Wolves, I believe. Yep. <clears throat> oh, hey, guys. Stitches, Sunset. Hi. Quite a party. <laughs> didn't uh didn't know you'd be here Fage, but nice to see you again everything uh, going okay the motley runs together yeah, there was smart nine so far got business to get to but figured i'd see my friend to getting her work done yeah no makes sense um i guess you guys will need the uh the room then uh, yeah, but, um, well, Sledge and Gow will be back in a few and, uh, but if you guys want to take the, the MB, Sunset puts down a martini glass, kind of stretches. She's wearing something fairly sheer around her shoulders um, and just a, kind of a, a slinky black dress, more or less. Um, but her feet are bare and that cobalt blue head of hair catches the light in here almost almost in a, with a fluorescent sheen. Well, Liz... You're going to show me what the future holds then, hmm? A nod. Good, good. Well, I will go get comfortable then. Where? Master bedroom, this way. Phage kind of uh, puts a reassuring hand on Lister's shoulder and Go on, girl. Give it your best. Okay. You got it. Uh, yeah. I'll leave my backpack with Phage. Okay. Actually. Um, and follow Sunset Blue. <laughs> I'll take it. So she'll lead you down a hallway to a bedroom. There's a large queen bed already turned down. And she'll step into a wardrobe-sized closet, come out just wearing a silk robe. So, what level of dress are you comfortable with? Um, T-shirt. All right. Bathroom's in there if you need to change or anything, or you can just 
throw your things on the chair. Uh, she'll probably go into the bathroom, actually. Okay. Yeah, like slip off shoes, stuff, um, just t-shirt and underwear. Okay. Uh, when you when you come back, Sunset is laying on the bed, hands folded over her waist, eyes closed, head in her head on the pillow. Um, the she's laying, the the blankets are turned down, but she's laying on top of them. She oh. hasn't like pulled them up over herself. Okay, I am going to yeah just uh, curl up and like. Yeah, blanket kind of like around neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Up to your chin, right? Turtle. I'm going to turtle. <laughs> she kind of shifts and does a, you can you can catch a faint corner of smile as you sort of turtle yourself up in the bed linens. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't say anything. And after a few minutes unless you begin conversation. No. Mm-mm. Okay. She wouldn't. You can hear her breathing begin to slow, regulate. She's definitely drifting off if she's not already asleep. Meanwhile, out in the living room, um, about 10 minutes have passed, Phage. Uh, Carl has the, uh, the television on, um, he's, he's watching some medical drama and anytime they say anything remotely medical in nature, just laughing his ass off. Um, and then the door bangs open and, uh, two figures walk in, uh, Papa Sledge, who is fairly high ranked in summer court. Um, you've definitely met before. Mm-hmm. And then um, a darkling that you've seen a couple times at various spring court uh, gatherings or, or in the company of other spring courtiers. And uh, she's got dark hair pulled back. Um, her face is pale, almost porcelain in nature. Um, very stark features very sharp almost as though it's carved out of like a plastic or a plaster uh and her her fingers are a little longer than they should be and we're normally like a a a, a, an elaborate manicure would accentuate the nails towards the end instead they seem to be all one piece coming to these almost lethal piercing points at the tips looking flexible um you know as part of her physiology but very very sharp in a way Um, they look like freddy krueger claws no nothing (laughs) so nothing so gauche as that um they they look like they look Vaguely synthetic, but, you know, missing the, the that sort of fingertip and fingernail Delineation. structure. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's literally just points on the ends. Mm-hmm. Sludge. Didn't think I'd see you around here. Yeah. 
for a spring courtier, you don't seem to know who belongs with who then, huh? There's well, no rancor in his voice. He's just kind of... <laughs> well, I should say I've been a bit too busy making sure everyone keeps their heads on straight to figure out who's in the, who's in the individual motleys. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. But yeah, no, me, Blue, Carl over here, Knives. Silk Strings is in and out, but she's definitely part of the family. Well aren't, well, aren't you just a powerful group? You got some of the big wigs of spring and summer all in the same house. Yeah, you know, we've been here some of the longest. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, like, when I came out, there were, like, four Motleys in the city. Yeah. Five. Four or five. Anyway, yeah, no. Picking, pickings were slim. Now you've got seven people showing up around the same time. In regular schedules, it almost seems like. <laughs> Kind of makes you wonder what's going on, doesn't it? I leave that to Autumn to figure out what's going on, <laughs> and then if something needs punching, that's where we come in. Well, everyone should play to their strengths, right? Pretty much. <clears throat> uh, so, what's got you guys over here tonight? Uh, Liz made a promise to Sunset, and she's going to try and fulfill it. Best of her best of her skills tonight. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you're here for babysitting duty, buddy system. Liz doesn't need a babysitter, but yeah, I'm here to make sure she stays safe. Good on you then. Got to keep defenses up, given what's been happening around here. Also, got to make sure everyone stays in high spirits. Things get a little bit dour at times. Yeah, that's what we have Sunset and Carl for. <laughs> Carl seems to be having the time of his life dissecting people's attempts at uh, medical knowledge, I think. Well, he's a little bit of a snob when it comes to entertainment. <laughs> Knives sticks her head in from the kitchen. What am I? Garbage on the street? <laughs> <laughs> Sledge laughs. Look, just because... No. You cheer people up in your own way, but it's a little less overt than I mean yeah <laughs> but yeah you're pretty aware Fage that both Carl Sunset and Knives Gao here are all three spring courtiers yeah um, Silk Strings comes in from the kitchen as well with a couple drinks on like a, a little uh, a little tray okay. all right of the seven of Soft, us. Soft, harder, harder, Fage. Is there harder than harder? That would be the hard and the harder together. Can you double fist? Of course sure. you can. What am I asking? And she just holds it out. Yeah, the, no, there's a, there's a martini glass and there's a beer. I down both of them. <laughs> so, Liz. Yes. As you are beginning to try and sculpt this dream. Mm -hmm. What is your general plan? Um, so first plan is just to see what she's kind of already starting to dream. I am, Liz is hopeful, and so she's going to see if there is a prophecy here just because that might happen. Okay. And Liz lives in hope, so... Uh, 
that that'd be the first thing is to see kind of what the dream is already and then go from there and then see what she can fabricate up okay so then let me see here we are going to have you make a meditation roll okay for starters then just to see how long it takes you to get into sunset's dream mm-hmm. um what role was that again is that uh, meditation is a com- wits and composure role got it given that she's already asleep and you're in physical proximity you'll get a plus three to this pool okay sweet Four successes. Okay. Um, oh, and you can add your weird to that. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, no, I roll a different number of dice equal to your weird. Yeah. I will just reroll the whole thing then. Sure. Mm. Okay. So that's plus five. Yep. Hey, still four successes. Still four successes. Okay. Um, so. A few minutes, you center yourself and you start following those threads of consciousness that your innate magical nature is sort of aware of, especially when you're any, anywhere around someone who's in that, you know, REM level of, of sleep that, mm-hmm. that changelings tend to descend into very quickly and spend a lot more time in even than your, your, usual, uh, your usual sleeping individual. Yep. You're starting to get a pretty good grasp on it. About 10 minutes have passed. Go ahead and roll that one more time. Okay. Still with the plus... uh... Still with the plus five, yep. Mm -hmm. Three successes. Okay. You follow these threads of energy, visualizing how they connect both to the web of sunset's own psyche and the larger interconnected world and dimension of dreaming that follows in general parallel the the motion of of the sun's path and the terminator across the the surface of the planet and you find yourself most of the time that you've traveled into a dream, it's usually been marginally peaceful, especially into another changeling's dream, you know, where they retreat to sort of find a level of quiet that tends to be missing from their normal day-to-day lives, the the struggles of survival and, and trying to, to make ends meet and, and keep up a consistent existence in this cityscape. Not sunsets. Hmm. Immediately, as you follow these threads inward and link them to the dimension of of subconscious slumber, there's a pulse, there's a throb, and suddenly you are in a frenetic environment, music pounding loudly, electronic synthesized notes over and over and over, this strong driving rhythm. The lights flash in a more or less seizure-inducing frequency, at least for most people. 
and there's just this sea of bodies around you crashing into you it's like it's like moving from a quiet bedroom into this and being dropped into the center of a mosh pit yep and the change is jarring and palpable to you give me a uh resolve and composure roll minus two okay um can i spend a willpower on this Mm -hmm. okay i will do that so it's plus one i don't want to get pushed out of this five successes okay you weather the shift very very well though your hand sort of reflexively darts out for for balance a little bit and you grab onto to somebody's wrist and as you look over it's sunset still in the silk robe with her eyes half closed her chin tilted upward as though and she's she's kind of just very gently moving in time with the rhythm not the wild frenetic gyrations of the dancers around her but a much more almost as if she's listening to a second song that is in sync with what's clearly audible right now but that moves at a slightly slower beat pace it's almost like this is her version of quiet okay well, she says, we seem to have found my place. Mm-hmm. So what is this supposed to tell me about the future? We have to figure out who, who we are before we can know what's going to happen to us. All right. Lead the way. Where do you want to go? Wherever the any... threads of prophecy take you, my dear. Okay. Um, so I'm looking around. Uh, there's, uh, where are we in the dance floor? Like, so Liz would be trying to orient to something familiar, which is probably the club. Um, and if there is a... Um, a stage or a bar area kind of trying to figure out like where we are in in the location of of this dreamscape give Um, me a wits and composure then okay and she's also probably taking a look around because she is aware that if you mess with a prophetic dream if you like change anything about it Uh it ceases to be so and so she's probably like before doing anything that's kind of her goal is to see if this is a real one first okay so before she accidentally changes something um so what was the one to find places that was um if you're if you're looking to find if you're looking to orient yourself in the dreamscape that's wits and composure okay I'll do that one first. Uh, it unclicked that. Come on. Two successes. Okay. As you look around, you notice a couple things. Mm-hmm. One, this is this dream is not staged in any location that you're familiar with. Okay. Yep. Um. Two. 
you can't figure out where the music's coming from because there does not seem to be a stage or any sort of PA amp audio system. It's literally a space with a crowd that might spread for miles. Okay. In terms of dreamscapes, it's almost overly simplified. Yeah. Is there any change in the crowd in any direction? Are we in the center of it? Are we on an edge? It as you're looking at it with more than one success, that's that's kind of like asking, is the world in the center of the universe? Okay, we're just there. All right. Yeah, it's like, well, we don't know how far it goes. So center is kind of meaningless at this point. All right. Um, so yeah, before she moves anywhere, um, Liz would probably be trying to see if it's, uh, if she can tell if this is a prophecy of some sort. Oh, okay. Give me wits, occult, weird, plus one. Okay. Can I use my dream specialty for this? Uh, if it's an occult role, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Yep. Um, definitely. So, So plus two, plus three plus one for the specialty, so four. Six successes. This is definitively not a prophetic dream. Okay. Yep. Now the fun part begins. All right. Finding one or making one. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you can't make them. (laughs) No, you can't make it. Finding one or faking one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we find out stuff. All right. Um, Well, we're here. Maybe we see what happens when, why, why? Hmm. We're here. Do we need to be elsewhere? No, you wanted to be here. Let's dance. And I will. Very well. I will uh, kind of like, yeah, grab and attempt to start doing not a dance that is, well, not one that's probably gonna uh, match the tone of the music. Like she's, this she, is probably gonna start um, trying to do like a waltz or something. Still trying to be in time with Sunset's beat, which she was kind of dancing to, but okay. it's probably not matching what other people are doing around. Gotcha. All right. In that case, give me a. Whatever's highest for you, wits, dexterity, or manipulation. Yeah. And uh, dexterity. Okay. And expression. <laughs> I have two in expression, so it's not negative. This is good. Um. 
And are you attempting to accomplish anything specific by invoking a dance? I'm... So this is this is Sunset's like this is Sunset's happy place. Um, this is not Lissa's happy place. Uh, she's trying to do do do. She's trying to get a sense of what music Sunset is dancing to, basically. Um, trying to kind of figure out because Liz wasn't going to talk to her about anything she wasn't going to try and gauge her mood by like talking to her in in reality Mm -hmm. um this is Liz's attempt to figure out kind of like how sunset is feeling about how this is going so far um her ex okay this is this is your way of reading your subject Yes. yes okay all right Yep. Go ahead and give me that uh, dexterity expression roll then. Okay. Um, you can add your weird to this as well. Okay. Uh, to do that, that's okay. I won't spend willpower yet. Save it. One success. Okay. Um, it takes you a while to find the rhythm because the music that's playing loudly in your ears currently isn't quite what you're trying to match toward, but that's what your body or your consciousness in this case um, is, is having as its strongest input. But after a moment, you start to find this underlying rhythm where she's just like half a beat off on a cyclical basis, more or less. Okay. And you start to feel and notice that there's a vibration in the floor, honestly, that is more in keeping with Sunset's rhythm than the audible that's playing right now. There's some level of vibration to whatever surface you guys are dancing on. Oh. Can you feel that um i'm gonna look down at our feet which i assume are both still bare mm-hmm. can you feel that of course my dream yeah want to see where it's coming from all right and i will attempt to head in a random direction and find uh, a stair down. Okay. Give me a hmm. What are we going to do here? Um, are you going to be using a contract for this to uh, forcibly alter yeah. the dream? Yes, um, I will use, uh, let me find that one sec. Uh, Contracts. Forging the dream. Uh, yep. Uh, and standard sit beside her subject. Um, I'm assuming I'm meeting the catch for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. I will do that. Okay. 
so that's what's plus weird. Yes, I believe so. All right. Let's spend all the willpower. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> so that's plus five. Four successes. Okay. So you take Sunset's hand and you move and after about 12 steps, suddenly you come into an area where there's a gap in the crowd, which is pretty much shoulder to shoulder everywhere you are. Moving through it has has taken a level of finesse and, and effort. But here there's a gap, which is makes sense given that in front of you is a spiral staircase leading below the floor. And from down there, you can hear this other rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's, it's a metallic clanking almost that sounds like it. Like, like someone is, is beating out this, this alternate pattern on a very, very heavy steel drum. You want to see what's down there? Lead the way. Okay. Uh, I will head down. There's two, three, four turns of this spiral staircase before you come to the door at the bottom, which yields very easily to your, your outstretched hand, and you step into an immense mechanical gear combination, each gear being at least five to seven feet tall, the teeth on them thick, pocked with heat marks and cracks and various levels of wear. And they're just turning at a constant speed, but given the various sizes and the way they interlock, they're producing this clanking, heavy, metallic rhythm. The teeth of the gears mesh together with incredible force, and they're not turning smoothly. They're meshing and then pausing and then meshing and then pausing, and it's those impacts of tooth on tooth that's causing whatever this rhythm is to to produce. And as they slam together, there's a shower of sparks as gears begin to intersect and then release and intersect and then release. You definitely wouldn't want to get your hands stuck in one of those. No. Let's get closer. <laughs> okay. Are you looking for anything in particular? Hmm. Um So hmm. So the way that list views dreams is, and and like the shaping of them is you kind of build off of what's already there or when you like make a bubble for like a stair to start you mm-hmm. leave spaces for the rest of everything to fill it in okay that tends to work a little bit better uh and she likes exploring and seeing what happens um so she's these gears are worn and 
this seems this seems very different from what's happening upstairs where everything is moving in motion but there's mm-hmm. also the underlying sound this is everything the friction between things is what's causing it to make this effect mm-hmm. um, which is interesting so Liz is trying to look at the <clears throat> so she's trying to look around and, and pick up details on this scene yeah from the gear okay. probably from the okay concept. give me a in this case uh yeah give me an a wits and investigation and your dream specialty there applies as well hmm? all right and you can add your weird to this one too hmm? all right uh so that's three five successes okay yeah. with an except with an exceptional success yeah. um you're looking and the walkways and places where you guys could conceivably maneuver here are cramped and low and they they twist in almost a maze-like fashion around these massive uh gear mechanics and you follow as two teeth slam together while another two teeth on the same pairing scrape apart sending this shower of sparks across the ground and you notice that it forms for the briefest moment an image of a populated street and for the for the faint flash of time that the sparks scatter across the floor you can see people walking slightly and then the sparks fade out of existence so you look again and another as the the gears slam together and scrape apart another shower of sparks this time showing a number of people apparently riding in an airplane and there's a brief moment of like two animated frames worth probably before the sparks once again fade out of existence and as you glance around you're starting to see that there's a number of places throughout wherever this huge cavernous gear field filled room is where these pools of sparks are showing brief flashes of imagery that change each time it's a city go on so the city there's there's do you see the people and and there's the airport nearby and everything keeps moving and as you've pointed it out she watches your finger as you you indicate location after location so these are all other people's dreams maybe or it's the city it's all yeah there's i went walking in the garden once and there are a whole bunch of bubbles with everyone's dreams maybe it's dreams or maybe it's just people's lives i don't know well i'll follow you then and you're dancing to it hmm interesting but hardly prophetic Hmm. let's find a spot 
I am going to head through and try and find a spot with um, some open space to sit. Give me a wits and composure minus four. Okay. Because there is no open space to sit in this place. Well, if there are, they're pretty few and far between. Can I use willpower on this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will do that. So it's minus one. Three successes. Okay. So you're mechanically minded. <laughs> and while very abstract, there is still a level of order to this landscape of of these massive industrial gears. And so using your knowledge and, and instincts, you kind of look at it as a whole and think, all right, if this is how things are meshing together, where would it be most likely that there'd be either a larger one that would need more space to operate or a gap of some sort. Uh, and you duck under a couple to make a few turnings on passages and eventually find a fairly large area, maybe 30 feet square, but it's being showered by sparks. They don't hurt when they hit you, but there's a definite level of energy beyond just, I've been struck by, you know, heavily oxidized small particles mm-hmm. uh there's there's a level of energy that hits your weird as well hmm. these are definitely dreams the same way that the bubbles were dreams yeah okay you've come to yet another nexus it seems hmm. let's sit here when uh sit down try and like scooch some out of the way <laughs> It's not so much that you can scooch it out of the way. It's that when you sit down, they hit you directly rather than the floor. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which definitely distorts the image a bit, but you can still catch kind of this weird, you know, sort of disproportionate stretched kind of visual of whatever. Yep. Come here. Close your eyes. Okay. She'll sit down. Close her eyes. All right. So you want like answers and stuff and Sometimes dream stuff is a little bit weird and it's not always like a metaphor and a simile, but Mm -hmm. there's all these dreams around and you've just been listening to them this whole time. You're doing your dancing thing, right? All right. What do you want to do with all these? What do you want to do this all this all these sparks that's hitting us? It's weird, right? I mean, yes. It feels how does it feel to you? Warm, electric, somewhat jagged. Do you like the the jaggedness or what what do you want to cuz 
teaspoon. It's like holding a nine volt battery to your entire body. Yeah. Do you like that? It's interesting in brief periods, but if exposed to it for a long time, I don't know how the duration might change the sensation. Mm hmm. fascinating though mm-hmm. why because I feel a lot of potential energy all, all right. around well you're the expert what do we do with this energy we can try and shift it, make it do something we want it to. All right. Influence things. What Very do you do well. at your club? You run a bunch of stuff, don't you? I'm affiliated with a large number of things. None of them would be possessively mine in the strictest definitions of the mortal world. But I influence. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to try and do more? And her eyes blink open and look dead into yours. No. Is she telling me the truth? Give me a wits and empathy roll. Hmm? Okay. I'm very curious. (laughs) Wits and empathy. This is going to be important. I want to spend a willpower on this as well. Okay. All right. So plus three. Two successes. She does appear to be telling the truth. Okay. What I'd most like is to see which one of these dreams has something to say about the future. All right. Well, let's see. Um, I forgot what to do real quick. Sorry. (laughs) What are you trying to do? Hmm. Well, this was trying to to, to, uh, get her to... Uh, try and change something and then make it backfire horribly <laughs> ah. so that she didn't do it. Um, but that did not work. Um, so all right. This will pull, will uh, just reach out and grab the nearest one. Uh, probably heedless of getting her fingers caught in things. Uh, she's going to 
like at the garden, um, basically, instead of looking at all the dreams to find a particular one, she's just going to grab hold of one and pull it close between them. Because Liz is trying to grab, if if we're at a nexus point the same way we where I was before, mm-hmm. is trying to find someone else's dream in this city. Um, at this point, she probably doesn't care if it's prophetic or not. She's going to find one and make something out of it because that's okay sunset is expecting give me a resolve manipulation and weird roll then okay find a prophetic dream and mess it up by changing it (laughs) resolve manipulation and weird all right and oh, I have two willpower left. I'm going to spend one if I can. Yep. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so that's plus five. Two successes. Hey, exactly what you needed. One for you oh, and one for her. Okay. So you reach out a hand and just sort of metaphorically grab on to the first thing that flies past. Mm-hmm. And Sunset wasn't wrong. It does have a sort of warm, jagged electrical feel to it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the shower of sparks, you can just, you can feel it shatter across the, your, your outstretched palm and you clamp around it. It yanks the pair of you in. That warm feeling that electric feeling immediately vanishes. That sort of jagged feeling is still there, and you find yourself standing on a Baltimore street, icy wind biting at you, and you're still wearing the same clothes as before. A faint skiff of snow drives itself as the wind picks up a little sharper around your ankles. You can see a few people walking up and down the street, kind of hunched over, bundled against the cold, collars turned up, jackets zipped, hands in, in gloves or in pockets. And there's a sort of pregnant waiting feeling, like something is just around the corner. And then a little ways down the street, And its visibility isn't great because the wind keeps kicking up this, you know, faint dusting. It's not a, it's not a deep snow. There's, there's less than, there's less than three inches on the ground, but it keeps getting kicked up by this wind that bites against your cheeks and, and, and chills you to, to your bones. You hear a scream about halfway down a down the block though. A number of the passers-by stop and start and look in the direction of the sound. This is going to run after it. Okay. Are you examining the dream to see whether this one's prophetic or not? Um, yes. Okay. As I start going. All right. So you're running. Give me the wits occult and weird plus one for your specialty. And you can spend your last willpower if you'd like. Um, I'll hold off. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
one success. Uh, it is. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, would. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just running. Then. Um, I'm assuming running through. I'm not trying to touch anything. So I'm assuming that will not alter the prophecy part. Yeah, if you don't alter anything, you won't. Yep. You won't affect that. Let's follow. Okay. You come down and you see this individual kind of seated, having fallen against a building, and they're holding up their hand, but there's a torrent of blood streaming down to where three of their fingers are currently missing. They're wear they were wearing a glove, and you can see ragged bits of, of material around the stumps of the last three fingers on their left hand. And they're just howling in pain, and a number of other onlookers are coming up and looking like they're gonna be trying to to give aid to this woman who's um just apparently had something maul her hand. There's drops of blood on the snow. Footprints are starting to to track over it a bit. She's just sitting there, whimpering in pain on the corner of the sidewalk in this alley that's that's running perpendicular to the to the street. All right, Liz will will alter the dream at this point. Um, to she wants to uh, stop time, <laughs> so that for everyone except for me, Sunset Blue, and the woman so that I can talk to her. Um, okay. I would like to- Give me a wits and composure roll. Okay. Um, I think I will invoke a contract for that um, for, uh, would that be for forging the dream? Um, I think, do I have a glamour to spend? Oh, forging the dream can change the setting or the okay. aspects. Changing the flow of time is much different. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, what was the role again, then? Wits and composure. Okay. And this I will spend my last willpower on. Okay. Five successes. Okay. Even for Liss in her current state of mind, she knows that a finding a prophetic dream is very rare. A vi is very rare. Changing it will cease its will will completely annihilate its prophetic nature. Mm-hmm. And so ab stop, basically stopping time to speak to this woman mm -hmm. will, if she's attempting to learn more, is going to be <clears throat> counterproductive. Okay. Because it's no longer a prophetic dream at that point. So whatever is said is no longer relevant because it's not a prophetic dream anymore. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking no. that, that yeah, no. I've already, like we jumped in the middle of something. The way prophetic dreams work are as soon as you make any alteration whatsoever, 
you Got completely okay. annihilate what has happened, what okay. is happening, and what will happen in this dream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never mind. I yeah. will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the, the only way to glean anything from a prophetic dream is to just let it happen. Okay, I will peel yep. against the wall then and say, okay. watch to sunset. Watch. She glances around. The woman is just kind of clutching her hand against her. They ran off down the alley. They cut off my fingers and they ran off down the alley. You see one of the onlookers kind of lean over. Fifth one this week, isn't it? The person they're speaking to. I mean, I've only heard of three, but. So Liz would be looking around to see if she recognizes where this is. Um, <clears throat> Give me a wits and streetwise. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. I have a dot in that, so that's better. <laughs> Two successes. Okay. Um, you are able to pick up a, an intersection mm -hmm. fairly close by. Um, it says Collington and Chase. <laughs> okay. And I'm just watching. Sunset kind of pulls her, her robe around her with that sort of bemused look of, I know this is a dream and technically there's no reason I should be cold, but Jesus what? fucking Christ, it's cold out here. <laughs> should we go see what did this? Sure. Lead the way. You're the guide. I mean, the alley. Mm-hmm. All right. Head that direction. Okay. All the people that you saw were very obviously mundane. Mm -hmm. you head up the alley um, between a few houses and you notice footprints in the snow two different sets they seem strangely disproportionate as you watch them travel, one pair, the left foot, is much larger than the right foot. The other, you can see, it's like the there's a pair of footprints, like shoe soles, without really any noticeable features to them. And then there's a pair of four indentations a little further out. Like somebody is wearing shoes that are too small for them, so they cut the toes open, and their toes are sticking out and also making tracks in front of the shoes. And you can see a couple little drops of blood that are going along. Very well-spaced. But apparently they 
are carrying something bloody with them. Uh, let's follow that. Are you moving stealthily or swiftly? Hmm. Um, swiftly. Okay. Give me an athletics and stamina. Hmm. Okay. Information is more important than safety. Well, okay. Uh, athletics and whatever is strong, whatever is highest of your resolve, stamina, or composure, actually. Hmm. Resolve, stamina, or composure. Um, uh, resolve. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and athletics. Mindscapes. <laughs> They're fun. What's your best defensive? What's your best finesse? What's your best power? <laughs> yep. yep. All right. One success. Okay. So you begin to sort of push through the the couple inches of snow following these tracks, following these droplets of blood, and you eventually come to the next intersection. There's a number of dumpsters and and things around you. Um, The tracks seem to suddenly stop. They don't go out into the next block or into the sidewalk. There's a parking lot nearby, a number of things. And you think you hear a chuckle nearby somewhere. From where? Somewhere behind the dumpsters, it sounds like. Which dumpster? There's several of them? Mm-hmm. Hard to tell. There's a little bit of reverberation. Phone goes off. <laughs> Liss is going to start um, checking the dumpsters and seeing if the voice, if the echoes move at all for the sound. Okay. Give me a. Give me a wits and investigation. Your dream specialty applies. All right. You're just trying to look for the source of the. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, zero successes. Oh, that's terrible. Those are terrible rolls. You push around, open a lid here or a lid there. Don't see anything in particular. And then you hear a bang as one of the lids further down and away from you flies open. Two shapes leap out and there's a faint flash and then silence. Sunset, who is standing back, is just, has a very perplexed look on her face. (sighs) Did you see? The flash? Well, that was somebody opening a, moving into the hedge. 
Did you see them? I didn't get a good look, did you? Hobgoblins don't run around on the material side in daylight. Not usually. But can they? And assaulting mortals. She takes a step over to the dumpster. Mm-hmm. The lid is still dangling loose, banging up against the back of the, the metallic container in the wind. She looks inside. I think I'm ready to wake up now. I'll look over. And she vanishes. I will walk over to where she vanished from and look over. And inside you see a fairly long, probably 10, maybe 12 inch bladed jagged knife, blood stains along the cutting edge and a bright red woolen hat. (laughs) That's apparently been used to mop up some of the blood. Mm -hmm. And that's when your eyes snap open. And we're waking up the next morning, everybody. Sunset sort of just shifts in the bed and looks over at you, Liz. We don't tell anybody about this. Not yet. Why? It's not winter yet. Okay. She gives you a look. Do you intend to tell anybody about this, Liz? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she's the probably culture, intending to tell her Motley. The pop culture part of my brain, which for me is about this ninety-six percent of it, um, <laughs> is really disappointed you didn't counter with. But winter is coming. Bliss <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know that part. <laughs> Where she? Well, she'll have fragments of it. But roll me a manipulation and subterfuge, then. Okay. I feel like it would be a bad idea to show this Game of Thrones for so many reasons. <laughs> All right. What was it? Manipulation. Manipulation and subterfuge. It doesn't want to unclick. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Let's see how that rolls. One success. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> And this was never seen again. That's why we put Phage downstairs. 
Not wrong. I'll have a pledge from you on that, then. What kind of pledge? She holds out her hand. I will put out my hand. By the memory of this event and my standing with my court, I will keep this secret for one moon. For one moon. You will have to spend either a glamour or a willpower. Hmm. I don't have any willpower, so there goes my one point of glamour. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you just wake up and thus have an extra uh, Yes, you did Ooh. just wake up, so you do have a willpower. Hmm. I will spend that instead. Okay. Glamour. I, it takes Sorry. a lot of effort to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for the reminder okay so this is basically uh a very basic pledge where mm-hmm. if you tell anybody about the events in this dream mm-hmm. within the next 31 days yep uh you will definitely lose the memory of it and mm-hmm. everybody in your court will know that you're a pledge breaker yep Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It's how that balances out mechanically. Mm-hmm. Sunset is just so much more practical than we are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't force you to do anything, but if you don't, it will hurt. Yep. She, of course, is, however, under the same strictures. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's mid-November in Baltimore, it's probably a good month or so before you're going to see much in the way of snow. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Probably. Such a probably. poor idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. But we are all waking up the next morning. Phage, the festivities there involved a little bit of drinking, a fair bit of television, knives showing you how knife throwing works in an apartment is that to say poorly or um there's there's a board for it as the drinking continues there are a couple misses so there's going to need to be some level of drywall work but you know yeah before everybody finds either a bed a couch part of a floor there's a couple extra bedrooms you get the idea that this is where most people crash in this motley and depending on what your preferences are you just find space um the only thing that strikes you as a little weird go ahead and give me a wits and either a wits and empathy or a wits and socialize Hmm. uh empathy Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. No successes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing strikes you as a little weird then. Um, apparently, this is just the crash pad for everybody. I think this is probably... Nobody probably notices it 
likely because none of the people that really know Phaedra are around, mm-hmm. but likely in combination A, her iron stamina, B, her iron stomach, C, her sheer amount of stamina, and D, her nature as a changeling. Phage doesn't really get drunk. Right. And so while she's downing drinks left and right and everyone else is getting, you know, inhibitions lost and getting more and more just enjoying themselves, Phage is left in that same state of, you know, I'm sure this would be a lot more fun if I was drunk, but I can't actually get there. (laughs) You should ask the medic. He might be able to find a way. Um, and or, so she, there, there's this moment of she's enjoying the party, yes, but she's not really hitting that partying momentum of someone who's had enough uh-huh. to drink to really loosen up. Yeah. Which is just kind of continues throughout the night until she's eventually making sure everyone is tucked in and then finally finding a spot to sit down and sleep. Cool. <laughs> As you guys wake up this morning, Liss, you come to consciousness, having made your pledge. The gallo glasses, which comes out at some point in the evening, Phage is the name of the motley. Uh, offer you guys breakfast. Sure. Sunset comes out. Nobody asks her any questions. She makes her rounds of the room, starts brewing herself a cup of coffee, and then makes a second one, carries it over to Papa Sledge, hands it to him as she's drinking hers. He accepts it. Kind of clinks his mug against hers, takes a swallow. All right, troops, kitchen's open. Knock yourselves out. (laughs) And everybody else just kind of swarms into the kitchen. Uh, You don't want to make that offer to me. Yeah, you put up with the couch for the night. I think it's the least we can do. No, you don't have enough food in this entire building to make that offer to me. Well, help yourself to as much as you feel comfortable with then. Uh, just don't open more than two cabinets at a time. <laughs> so what does Phage do with this offer? Um, she makes what she understands should be a plate that someone would expect of someone of her size, which is probably like twice the portion that most of anyone else except maybe Sledge would eat. Probably a Sledge-sized portion, basically. Okay. Of what... There's plenty of stuff in the fridge, eggs, bacon, milk, juice, that sort of thing. Um, Cabinets have cold and hot cereals, you know. Whatever seems to be the most plentiful, so she's not making a big dent. Okay, so I'll drive here for a second just to give Phage an idea of what she's up against. So you go in, you open up two cabinets, you know, no more, as instructed. Uh, There's... You pull out like four bags of instant oatmeal, close that, go to the fridge, you know, as you're microwaving that, pull out 
some milk, some juice, a couple other things, close that. Uh, remember that the syrup was also in the cabinet, which would go well. Go back, open it up. That box of oatmeal has not been opened. You've got four <laughs> bags cooking in the microwave. <laughs> but that box of instant oatmeal has not been opened. You pull it out. Yep, still sealed. You shake it. Definitely still full. Okay, maybe a, there is enough room of food this is, in this, this place is, for me. This is, this is a bad place for me. <laughs> Fade just comes back. It's like, I'm switching Motley's. Bye. <laughs> no, the, the thing the thing is, she can't act like... Right. She could go until she physically bursts her stomach and not realize that she was full. Yep. Uh so but this is about as close as you'll get, probably. At least until it runs out. If it runs out, you don't know. But there is plenty of breakfast for everybody. She'll probably at that point then go for two or three times what Sledge would probably <laughs> Okay. And Sledge is just kind of watching you with a sort of I made a joke smirk on his face as he's drinking his coffee. <laughs> And then you look around the room. Yeah, three out of the five here are spring. This kind of makes sense. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lark, Mira, Adele, as well as Neophy and Butterfly are waking up on the other side of town. We're live. Welcome back, everybody. So, Sorry about everybody's that. waking up. Technical difficulties have been resolved. Everybody got a point of willpower, some of which was immediately spent. <laughs> Mira is making breakfast with whatever may or may not be in the house or possibly going to get stuff in order to make yeah, breakfast. I can acquire stuff. Yes. I, I have access to a car, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And the perks of waking up at 4 a.m. is if you need to do something before the other people are up, you can. Yep. Mm -hmm. Perks of living in a large city, you can find a place that's open at 4 a.m. Mm. Portland's a large city and you can't, but you're right. In the vast majority of normal cities. Portland's a weird city and not just because of like... Keep Portland usual. nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I I am acquiring stuff and making food. Getting in uh, your oh. car, driving to the gas station, driving through the gas station front door, grabbing what you need and leaving. <laughs> Welcome to Portland. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Adele eventually get out. Ow. Motherfuck. Jesus Christ. This <laughs> don't injure um, yourself on stream. <laughs> how do I injure myself moving? Don't. This is what well, I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you how Adele wakes up. <laughs> Adele wakes up laying on her back. Her eyes snap open. You feel kind of a weight in your chest a little bit. I look at my chest. <sighs> <sighs> Bye. <laughs> 
Well, I'm alive, so you didn't steal my breath. Good enough. Ugh. Jesus Christ. Don't get See? a... Just, <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do it. It's a bad plan. No. Um, <laughs> Worst decision I ever made. <laughs> yeah, trundle uh, on downstairs. What's that smell? Good. That explains why it's foreign to this house. Um, I apologize. No, it's it's it, it's quite all right. Um, I definitely made an assumption based on our previous conversations that this would be easier. Oh yes, no, I am not. I am not opposed to the idea of food. I just never do it myself because I have those. I point at the menus and the money. That but is yes. quite reasonable, but they're not open yet. I mean, that's why, that's not only why, but that's part of why I'm not awake this early normal. <laughs> I've been meaning to pick your brain on a few names. I understand it's my responsibility, but you've been around a little longer than I have. Ever heard of, and well, they're not in my notes anymore for some fucking reason. I'll rattle off the names I know so far of the um, Greenwall Motley. Like Nightjar it. and Vic Vic. <clears throat> Nightjar Vic Vic? Commence Adele, <laughs> Adele, you can roll me um, <laughs> intelligence and streetwise minus four. Okay. Ah. That's definitely a thing. Um... That's a chance die. There's always a chance. Because my intelligence plus my streetwise is exactly four. Hey! Wow, look at that. So you've never met either of them personally. Okay. Um, you know that you've heard the name Nightjar before. Um, you know that they're beast seeming, which makes sense since they name themselves after a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those things, kind of an in passing reference by somebody else in the autumn court. Okay. Vic Vic is, you wouldn't know them from a hole in the ground, probably. Um, and the name doesn't particularly right. give any clear indication of any personal information. So hard to say. Vaguely familiar with the first. I don't know the second at all. It's an entirely new name to me. The only things I've been managing to gather so far is that they're 
part of the motley we're looking into and may very well be courtless. Okay. Well, as Del goes over and depending on whether Mira has started the coffee maker or not. Um, the coffee is probably not quite done yet, but it's probably going. Yep, she pulls it out anyways and pours okay. the cup as, as there's still more just sizzling, dropping down. I will just, like, no comment, slip a napkin under it because she might be fine with breaking it, but I need to use it later. Do, 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 do. Um, what is... Well... I've heard uh, uh, I've I've heard the first name mentioned. Uh, um, nothing personally about them, unfortunately. Nothing that will be useful. Mm. I intend to poke around a little more, see if there's anything we can actually determine. And for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Jack, are you making that noise intentionally? And if so, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the first time it might have been accidental. The second time I'm assuming it was intentional. Yep. There is a large black bird pecking at a window. I'm going to go outside to take this. Enjoy your breakfast. And I'll oh, go. no, it's fine. I open a window. Oh. Is the one that the bird is yes. at? Hello, Drummond. Morning. Drummond, Morning. lovely to see you. No, it's not, but it's nice of you to pretend. No, no, it is lovely to see I don't understand this whole thing, but... This whole thing is on a moratorium for the foreseeable future. Wonderful. How are you? Not bad. It's not as cold here, which is nice for a change. Um, kind of eyeballs the pair of you. Is Phage here? I was supposed to make a report. Um, She's unfortunately out at the moment, though she should be back at some point. Should I wait or should I just tell you guys? That is up to your preference. Would you like anything? Gestures to the food. Yes. Wouldn't say no to a piece of bread. Mm -hmm. Toss them. He'll eat it over the next couple minutes while discussing with you. So, um, made the rounds, talked to the boys, talked to the girls, and we had a few murders out canvassing and wasn't, wasn't too long. I uh, had to make some 
some confirmations and, and sift through the details a bit. Otherwise, I would have been here probably yesterday afternoon. Um, but, you know, work hours being what they are. Okay. Um, so somebody did see uh, a Nero get taken um, in the company of another female. Yes, there was a white van, apparently, and four on two, apparently, even for somebody of Nero's, you know. Abilities. Uh, yeah. Um, abilities. Right. That. And so, yeah. Um... He was anyway. Uh, they followed the van. I've had them looking around for it, and there's unfortunately quite a number of them. Um, but I'll let you know if anything comes up that way. Uh, crows don't read, so that whole like number letter thing that you people put on those things yeah. couldn't tell you. Um, Any smells or textures to it? Well, the thing about vehicles is that they mostly all smell the same pretty strongly. Um, And we of the not having arms and hands generally don't go inside them if we can help it. We're fine around them, but not so much interior. Um, but yeah, uh, they drove off kind of west from what I understand. Um, it was like a couple blocks from the other house. I'll, so first I'll describe sort of the area that she would have been headed to for the bus stop. See if that matches yeah, up that with where Drummond thinks they were taken. Do you know approximately where they were kidnapped from? Or no? Sorry. Um. Oh, and sorry. What was Adele asking? That was what. Yeah, that that was what I. One of the things I wanted to know. Where approximately in the city? If he knew where. Yeah. Um. They, when I had him fly me to the to the location. It was uh, right there off Fulton, southbound Fulton, um, which is about two blocks east of the crack house for you guys. Would that Uh, have been in the direction of the bus stop that the hunt had? If you were were leaving the crack house and headed to a bus stop, you probably would walk that direction. Yeah, because what's her name? The woman who was with Nero was headed. Tessa, That's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, did your did your friends happen to see and 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 relay any information on their assailants beyond them? Uh, four of them. I pulled a couple details. Um, you've got um a lad and three girls. Okay. Um, unfortunately, these are, of course, not 
my type of birds, so they couldn't tell whether or not of course. they were humans or not. I'm guessing the latter, given what I've heard kind of, you know, around. Be a moderately safe bet. Uh, but yeah. Um and uh it drove them off kind of south and and then west seems um so i've got people looking south and then west uh and seeing if they can pick up on on anybody and yeah any details that i should be apprised of that might narrow the search pattern uh Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. We know what neighborhood we suspect they're operating out of, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know that they they run. They apparently run out around Gwyn's Falls for the most part, which is definitely south and west of the crack house. Right. Mero will. We have some reason to think that they at least use traffic around Gwyn's Falls, and I'll describe where that is. In... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cemetery Park. Upstream. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh huh. Well, I can. There's a McDonald's down there, actually. So, yep, I can get some folks down that way. Hmm. Wonderful. Pretending you're in charge of scrounging rights definitely gives you a leg up with some of these guys. Um. But yeah. He finishes the last swallow of bread. Is, uh, there, hmm? is there anything that we can offer in terms of recompense? I figure as long as I'm still allowed to camp out on your guys' roof, I, the least I can do is make myself available for services needed. Very well. It is appreciated. Um, but if you need anything, Adele, go ahead and give me a wits and empathy. Okay. Uh, wits. Empathy. Normal, not kids. Nope. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, I'll just uh, keep you updated as things transpire. Hmm. Wonderful. Cool. Thanks for the breakfast. I will see y'all later. Have a good morning and flies away. Hmm. You as well. Thank you so much. See? Now that he's gotten over that pointless thing, we get along so well. Mira, give me a wit. Mira, give me a wits and empathy. <laughs> Drummond was feeling so awkward. <laughs> uh, awkward, suspicious. Um, I need to bump my empathy up at some point, but I'm not going to do it right now. One success. Yeah, Drummond was not comfortable with how calm Adele was. <laughs> you do seem to be better friends these days, but I wouldn't 
say that Drummond's quite hit over everything. Oh, of course not. This is this is merely the ceasefire and what will be a long, uh, extended, slowly escalating and probably ultimately bloody conflict. <laughs> Delightful. If we would wait until after, after he's he's helped us root up out these issues, that would also be absolutely lovely. That is the plan. I have I have no desire to start to to continue this war. That said, I'm sure that it will at some point, and then there will be a point where I can I can no longer let things lie and then he'll be mad because I took his eyes and you know it'll it'll go from there Cold War Baltimore and as Mira starts flipping some sausages is um, over on the stovetop do you think Lark will be up soon uh probably um it I mean you're the last one to see her. Um, what is our plan for the day, if you're aware? I'm not sure. We had plans. We legitimately had plans. And then a cat thing happened. And I've forgotten what the plans were. Um, I mean, there's you know, you're doing your thing. Um, yeah, I don't remember at all. We'll, um, we'll discuss it. We might. We will probably be be able once everybody gets here. And yes. Of course. I am running a little low on glamour, and I suspect some others might be as well. So, before any major, that's worth factoring in. Mm-hmm. Did we. Did we expect that? The, well, no, I suppose we did. Never mind. Um, yeah. All right. Well. I'm. I will. I will be back down in a bit. And I take my my my, my cup of breakfast, and I go upstairs, <laughs> and I am getting myself properly prepared for the day. Well, you've got your cup of breakfast, but then you also have your carton of breakfast too, right? Uh, that's upstairs. That's oh, okay. The I already had can... that. That <laughs> happened. That was one of those things where it was waking up was was a matter of of three stages of grab, grab further. <laughs> All right, actually made it. <laughs> and then you're conscious once, yeah, right. Once the nicotine is flowing. Mm-hmm. Um. Liss and Phage, is there anything you guys are wanting to accomplish before eventually hook, getting back together with the rest of the Motley? Mm. Uh, who drives us back? Silk Strings. Mm. Okay. I would probably want to talk to everyone in the car. Okay. So, yeah. 
whenever you guys are ready to go, she'll take you downstairs. She too is smoking. It's in the vehicle. Let's very chipper this entire morning. Just way too chipper. Okay. So I take it you did well then. Yeah. Yeah, well, really Good. well. Good. I told you. you ha- I told you I had it. Our peels out. Everybody leans back in their seats. <laughs> ah, so fast. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> So back to your guys' drug den. Yep. Okay. Please, the official name is the Crack House. Either way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fun. So. You say that as if we had started a conversation, which we never did. No. Hi, I'm Liz. I know. You know, Liz, if you're trying to... She's kind of glancing at you in the mirror like you're being the weird one. Yeah. (laughs) Liz, if you're you're trying to get a conversation started, you want to provide a topic. Um... What's the things on your neck? What? These? Like... Yeah. What's that? Marks from mm. my former masters. I got some too. I will actually like peel down my shirt a bit so she can see the top of it. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Fuck them. <clears throat> oh shites. <laughs> There's a there's another little spike in the RPMs. Uh, how do you drive so fast? <laughs> Push hard with your foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, how do you see when, when stuff's coming? Because that was really, um, yeah. Uh, Extra eyes helps. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you're at a bit of a disadvantage, Liz. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Also training. There's a level of skill to being able to, and she drifts left this time, ah. which is worse. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's not as tight, but you're crossing a lane of traffic. Okay. <laughs> wow. How did you get so good? You learn where the cops hang out, and then you drive everywhere else. And practice and wrecks and repairs and a couple more wrecks. So, will you learn anything? Trial and error, learn from your failures, and eventually you don't fail quite as much. Cool. (laughs) And that's that's probably where this ends the conversation. Like, if if silkstring isn't like offering the conversation then that's probably where this ends trying to engage <laughs> just very oppressed there's about 10 seconds of silence and then a hand comes back smoke mm. no so i don't wasn't a question 
<laughs> she will take one. Yeah. If you don't use it, find somebody who does. <clears throat> okay. Oh, we know plenty of people who do. Liz doesn't have a lighter, so she just stares at it. <laughs> Aw. And then puts it. Paige, can I have my backpack? Uh, sure. I hand the backpack over. I I'm so back. disappointed you failed to make a Fallen Our Stars reference. <laughs> it's a metaphor. I will put it like in the top, like pocket where you have like pencils and glasses and electronic like headphones. I'll put it in that top pocket so it's separate. It won't get smushed. Okay. And then, is it a long drive? You've got probably about another 10 minutes or so. I will pull out the laptop. Just okay. see if anything came in. Uh, there is indeed another another email. Yep. Ooh. You get a I, Wi-Fi. <laughs> I will press on it. Okay. It's not named anything particular at this point. It's just a string of numbers. Mm-hmm. Starts to play. Hey, mm-hmm. right, look, loves, it's DJ Hutzel again, and I don't have a lot of time today. Things are moving, and things are happening, and things are changing, and Gilly God Lover is doing her damn fucking best to keep the ship afloat while the crew is panicking, stuck motionless, and whispering at ghosts in the closet. You all were at the Sawin Festival, for Christ's sakes. Did you learn nothing? Go out. Get things done, and if you're frightened to be seen, remember, the dark hours have ever been our friend. Get ye fucking hence and make yourselves Knights Black Agents. Soapstring sort of adjusts the mirror so she can look at you less. Yeah, I'm just looking at the... The fuck was that? Messages. I close the laptop, stuff it back in the bag. Anybody know who DJ Hutzel is? Do you ever hear those? I've heard the name a few times. Apparently, they, whoever they are, he or she broadcasts uh, kind of a changeling talk radio sort of thing. Cool. Yeah, we've we've heard a few. I've heard a few of them. Uh-huh. Uh, about like 40 something of them at this point the numbers building up yeah no I mean like some people are apparently on the line and some of us aren't but huh. she sounds nice hmm. a little frustrated but you know mm-hmm. it, it's different sometimes that one's that one's it, good. There's been a few people other than DJ out selling those messages, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Have I actually I don't think I've had a repeat as far as I know, but I'm really bad at remembering like different names or different voices. Of the voices that you've heard, there have been about eight or nine probably at the most. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, cool. Are you like collecting yeah. them, recording them? 
Um, do they save on the computer? I actually probably don't know how to save things on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I sh I'll have to ask Adele. Yep, yep. Well, speaking of Adele. <laughs> ah! Tuck and roll. Thanks. Bye. Pile out of the car. Yep. Yep. And it tears off again. All right, out of that car, into another car. Let's get back to the house. Oh, okay. What, what if we just like take a look and make sure that nothing got? I look at I look at the door. It's a door. It's closed. It's there. Is there any more keys? Not that you can see. Nope. Doesn't seem to be. Because sometimes I have to go, I think I have to check on the garden. I want to make sure it's not dried out. Liz, but... it's the hedge. Yeah. So I have to tend it. I think our, I think our group is waiting for us. Okay. Let's get going. Um, at about 10 a.m., I was just going to send them a text saying ETA question mark. Okay. Uh, honestly, they'll probably be getting that like three minutes out from <laughs> the house. No, it's just, but yeah. <laughs> if they do end up not going back, that's important. Mm -hmm. yep. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't matter. No worries. So we drive back. Okay. Lark, as you're waking up, there's a knock on your door. Um, she'll answer it. Sun's out. It's butterfly. Hmm. Ah. Hello, butterfly. I knocked. I, I heard you. I answered. Did you find the snakes yet? The what? The snakes. <laughs> <laughs> the instant rise of alarm in your voice was insane. Did you put snakes in my room? No. No. And she gets this very sort of like, oh dear God, that is a terrifying idea kind of on her look on her face. <laughs> Then why did you ask about snakes? Because you need to look for the snakes. Look for the snakes. Find the, find the, find the candles. Snakes, candles, and then whatever happens. What sort of snakes are you talking about? The dead one. She seems like she's back on more solid ground now. Find the snakes, find the candles? Mm-hmm. Candle's almost out. Almost burned out. What happens when the candle goes out? It gets all cold and dark and... And then there's no more candle. 
downstairs and try to find Adele. Okay. You leave Butterfly, who is now carving something into the finish of the door frame trim with her thumbnail. Okay. We're just all determined to ruin Adele's private home. Oh, that shit, that kind of shit can be fixed. It's all good. Yep. Uh, I mean, she's probably been up getting ready for a while. She'll probably have just come down. Um, uh, Adele? Yes. How are you feeling? Um, a little confused right now. There's a lot uh, of that going around. Butterfly knocked on my door. Uh-huh. and said that we need to find the snakes. I'm sorry? <laughs> she said we need to find the snakes and the candles. Oh, I... And when I asked her which one, she said the dead snake. Um, Adele, didn't you call... <laughs> The people were looking for snakes in the grass when we were planning earlier. I don't specifically remember, but it's possible. It was just last night, but it feels like three weeks ago. Strange how time works. Um, <laughs> Fuck off with your meta jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're the one who keeps on saying it's October, it's November, so... <laughs> That's fair. I feel like we're in a bit of a database ranger situation. Um... <laughs> Is there, uh... Was she able to clarify any further than that? Uh, she just, she said the dead snake, and she said the candle's almost out. Right. Then she started carving something in the door frame. Of course she did. And upstairs I go. Okay. Uh, right about now is probably when texts are being sent and Phage and Liss are showing back up. No. <laughs> Open door. Hi! Hello, Liss. Phage. Food's in the kitchen. Straight food. <laughs> we already... Oh... <laughs> Um, Phage gets about four times what everyone else gets. You know me so well. I try. Hi, how's it been? All right. I think, um, Butterfly may have had an interesting night, but 
Wait. You managed to fulfill your responsibilities? Yeah. And my cat's not, not. I haven't actually seen Casper around. Okay. You could check his food bowl. You said it, you, the, the text that he was okay. What happened? How'd you fix it? I feel like that's Adele's story to tell if she wants to. Oh, okay. Where is Adele in her room? I think Adele may have gone to Lark's room. <gasps> I wasn't really clear on that part. Okay. And I'm going to head that way, probably trying to find the cat along the way. Okay. Give me a wits and composure then. All right. One success. Um, yes, you can find the cat. Casper is wandering up and down the hall, kind of talking to himself. Hi. I'm going to talk to the cat. Just sort of go along this. Hi. See if it responds. I'm going to pick you up. And I will do so. Okay. Let me. Yeah. Doesn't seem to doesn't seem to mind. I will look very closely at it. <laughs> sort of check. Kind of I assume you're like holding it under holding Casper under his armpits. Yep, uh-huh. So he's doing the the pause out thing. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shoulders hunched. Yep. Mm. Kind of blinks back at you, yawns. Annoyed cat. All right, let's go find Adele. That was so cool. Adele, I assume you were headed to... Yep. Go, okay. go, go find the loopy one. She is sitting on the floor outside of where Lark usually sleeps. Butterfly, hello. How are you this morning, dear? Tired. Did you not sleep well? As I says, I'm just walking and just sort of peeking in it, peeking around to see what was being carved. It should be showing up in the object subfolder of the handouts thing. <laughs> Uh, do, 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 do. I have to find the right tab. Okay. Browser. I have to find the. I have to find my browser first, then the right browser windows, then the right tab. Jaffert. <laughs> Why do I even make handouts for you guys? <laughs> because we appreciate having notes. That's fair. I, I suppose. mean, I went to go find it. Yep. I had. To yep. You did. <laughs> All right, that's a thing. Did you not sleep well? I slept. I slept 17. Out of 100? No, 17 out of less than that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure what the scale is, but that's okay. Um, the scale is okay. Right. So, butterfly deer. Um, snakes wear scales. Hmm. Yes, snakes. I was just getting to that. Um, you had mentioned something to, to look about needing to find the dead snakes. Did you find the snake Which yet? Snakes are these, and do you have any idea of where to start? There are lots of dead snakes. You understand? There should only be one. Everything's noisy. Can you describe? Can you describe the dead snake? Is the dead snake holes in and it's missing a tooth? Sorry, what was the first part? Missing a tooth and what? Holes in. Holes, holes in it. And did did the snake have a name? Does the snake have a name? I should say. I don't know names. Names are dumb. Where did you see or learn of the snake? I see. Did you see where the snake was at the time that you saw? Mm, no. Just dead. Is the snake perhaps, do you know if it's on this side or the other side? It doesn't matter where it is, just if you find, you start with the dead snake, and then you get to the candles, and then more things happen. And what happens when the candle burns down completely? She doesn't say anything. Give me a wits and composure. One. You see that she has started to use her thumb to now dig something into the trim next to where she's seated. I peek. This is when Liz shows up, more or less. Hi. Oh, hello, Liz. How did things go? Good. It was good. Uh, Mira said that 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 something was happening with Butterfly. Hi. Little peek around. Fine. We were just having a conversation about needing to find needing to find the dead snake she saw in her head before the candle burns down, and we were just about to get to what happens if we if the candle burns completely down to nothing. We have to go before that happens. I would like to hear Butterfly's perspective. On it. All right, and let me finish uploading that handout because no this is all happening very quickly, Sorry. and I can only draw in paint so fast. <laughs> Welcome to every other week with me. Yep. All right, so the two of you now. We'll see this. Da, da, da. Nope. Do. Oh, All right. There it is. I see the one. I don't see the first engraving. 
but yeah, you haven't you haven't looked for that yet. Yeah, cool. You're you're just seeing what she's drawing right now. So if the, if the candle burns down, the candle dies. Fine, Nero. That is probably a good idea. Um, Butterfly, are you hungry? Do you need anything? I need an umbrella. <laughs> Why do you need an umbrella? As eventually it'll rain and snow. Eventually, yes. I need you to promise me something, though. Hmm? If I get you an umbrella, you cannot open it inside. Okay. I don't have one immediately, but I will get you. Can it be blue? Sure. Okay. Uh, shall we go downstairs? Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, we have to. We have to. We have I to make pause it very quickly. Check in. Uh, check really quick in large room to make sure that there's nothing in there capable of causing fire. I mean, nothing beyond the normal, like, right. bed. and But, yeah, no, if there's no, like... Hard enough oh, right, yeah. any house in power <laughs> is capable of starting fire. Right, yeah, but nothing nothing imminently with risk. All right. And I walk down to my door, lock the door, and let's go. <laughs> yeah. On the way down, let's remind me, what do we know about Tessa? Um, I was not there that day when we met that group, so I do not remember in out of character. Very yeah, the, well. pe the people that went to talk to her were uh, Phage and Mira. Do we? That went to talk to her, Motley. True. But uh, when we but first the met down, them, do we know her singing, her kiss, anything? Uh, both of you can give me, because you have both met her in person, give me uh, just an intelligence and a cult. <laughs> 20 by best roll, so yay. Uh... Both three. Okay. She carries herself similarly to how you've seen um, Mira and Gale and Sunset and any number. She's definitely fairest, okay. but there was a, there's a, there's a flame like quality to her. Okay. Okay. Well, that's gotta make sure. With three successes, you know, uh, in terms of mechanics, she's a flame siren. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a little more encouraging because I, I thought it would be... Uh, I thought it might be that simple. Um, did Butterfly say candle or candles? She said both. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, no, nope, I got a I got a message this morning, so we should we should. It's in a hurry, I think. Ah, yes. So did we. Come on, let's get everybody he, together he so we did? can talk about this as a group. Yes. Okay. Drummond came. Yes. 
We're getting along well now. Okay. How'd you fix my cat? Do you want to know? Yes. All right. Well, I will preface this by saying that it worked. We had some inclination. It was... It was strongly suggested to us, or the, the, the possibility was raised, the extreme possibility that was raised, that the photo was being used as a spying device, and I pushed it quicker than it would naturally go on its own power through a paper shredder, and it fixed the eyes. Once the once the photo was was destroyed, well, specifically once the after that we burned it, and once the photo was destroyed, the magic was no longer binding it. I was waiting for you to go. Do you really want to know? Yes, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's fine. This will not ask any more questions. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, get back to the rest of the group. Everybody's downstairs, I assume, in the kitchen. <laughs> because Phage probably does care. She would notice that Mira is a distinctly unremarkable cook. Nothing <laughs> is burned or bad, but it also is like... Directly followed the instructions, did exactly as told. <laughs> well... Follow instructions that are sort of ingrained into your brain forever, but just not particularly creative or remarkable. It's just like, I know how to make food. I'm not good at it. Yeah. She's got a lot of debts in medicine and nothing in crafts. <laughs> <laughs> Sandwiches all around, but she is scarfing them down. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's in the kitchen then. Yep. So, I was just telling Alice, Drummond came by earlier. Went very well. Oh, hey. Yes. Um, was 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 relaying his report. Um, we know approximately where Nero and Tessa were forcibly abducted by four individuals, one man, three women, in a white van. She swallows her giant mouthful. That sounds like a lot of information to have gotten very quickly. Um, Do we know... Yeah, yeah, I'm real glad to have that. Um, where? Uh, Fulton. That's all I remember. I give the full. Yeah. yeah. As Drummond described it, yeah. southbound on Fulton, yeah. about two blocks from Y'all's crack house. Right. <sighs> all right. 
And Butterfly says we need to find a dead snake with holes in it and a missing tooth before the candle or candles one of the two burn down. Hmm. And once the candles burn down, they're dead. He had an iron tooth. Who? Um, Will has an iron tooth. Will. Will Starkers, if I'm remembering that name right. Mm-hmm. Yep. The witch. To the best of our knowledge, Will Starkers isn't dead. You're either not saying anything or muted, Jeremy, but your mouth is moving and yeah, no sound is happening. Hello? There, we, there go. we go. Weird. To the best of our knowledge, he's not dead, though. Give no. me a wits and intelligence, everybody from season one. I was about to say, didn't Kalanag have a hole in his chest? Um, what's, an, what's an intelligence? Four. Nothing. So, Adele, it occurs to you first, and lists shortly after, Kalanag definitely had a snake-like aspect to him. He oh, definitely okay. had a number of holes in him, and he definitely had one of his fangs ripped out. Okay. God. Okay. Yep. Oh, good. Oh. We can finally get on this. <laughs> so, would the other snakes be the rest of the green... Hmm? Rest of Greenwald, probably. He was in their motley or or group cult. Hmm. How do we find them? So we need to find the dead snake. Don't we know where the body is? That was the cemetery, right? No, that's the one you threw back into the hedge. God damn it! <laughs> Uh, in the hedge, in the cemetery, like that, we found it through a hedge gate in one of the cemeteries. Yeah. Uh, one of the parks. One of the uh, parks. Gwynsfall Gwyn Park was where you were when you found him. All right. In retrospect, negative one points for us. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. back to back to Greensfall Park then. Body in the hedge. We should go back there and confirm that it's not where we threw it, which I know will be the case. Um. Um. Well, and the hedge. We have some sort of idea what candles means. Oh, the candles uh, almost oh. certainly means our motley mate and Tessa. And third. Hmm. Yeah, e e either both of them or one of them. Right. Right. Wow. So we're going to the hedge. We need to have guides and um, fruit and glamour. 
so you can come back out. Glamour is going to be important. Glamour's fine. Ish. I don't know about you, but I've been running low lately. I don't have much. I don't spend glamour it. <laughs> I still have like five. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I have, I have. Save about... it for emergencies, folks. Don't use I it have on random. I got arrested. It was important. <laughs> I have four. However. <laughs> If we're going to be going in, as many of us as possible should be at decently high to full strength. Yeah. Remember, all of you have a max of at least 11. Yeah. So even if you have five, you're still running oh, below still half. Low. Yes. <laughs> We've just been like low this entire time. But it's, you know, it is what it is. I need to start putting you guys in situations where you actually have to use your contracts more often. I've, I think I have spent a total of like three glamour this entire game, both seasons. Anyway, my contracts let me turn into a different changeling, which is not super useful. You know, except when you have to infiltrate a hostile mind, maybe. Exactly. And Fate, Fate, the Fate main one that I use, I don't actually have to spend glamour for because it's part of my. It's part of my. Right. Game. <laughs> you literally, you literally are the catch. No, I burn my glamour on being a Ferris and yeah. getting dice mm-hmm. that yep. way. Yeah, spending spending glamour for strength rolls is. Yeah, that's generally that I where I've spent my glamour. Yeah. Um, Willpower, I go through like <laughs> you, yes. You guys spend that like it's going out of style, which I love. Um, I was very, very happy that I'm at three right now. I've saved up that much, but yes, let's go. All right. Well, we need to be quick about Remember? this because this is something that we we keep getting on the. Yeah, we should go. We should go start investigating that Kalanag thing, and then the club gets raided, or the cat can't. Speaking see, of the club, or... that's tomorrow night, correct? Yes. Looking at the GM for absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. We should probably move on this tonight. Yes. Yep. One hundred percent. I mean, it's like ten thirty in the morning, so yeah, you guys have most of the day. Wait, is it tonight or tomorrow night? The club is tomorrow night. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we're. Yeah, we should we should spend the day prepping, getting ammunition, glamour, everything we need for a journey into the hedge, and. Damn! Do I know because I wouldn't remember the whole hedge at night is a bad idea thing. Um. Go ahead and give me just an intelligence and either a cult or survival, whichever you choose. Okay, intelligence should, minus three. Got it. We should we should head. Survival's not a minus three. Oh, that's right. Wait, survival's only a minus one. That's great. We should we should, we should head. I still roll a chance die. Oh, we're, we are absolute like. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just waiting never mind. for this before. Yeah. Is... Um. Yes. No. We are absolutely going in before nightfall for 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 many reasons. Um. We should go in as soon as possible. All right. Bef- Everybody should glamour up. 
for lack of a better term. And I am going to make a... <laughs> I am going to uh, 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 make a call to Gilly because I feel like should something happen, should something happen while we're in the head, somebody should be aware of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've all got different methods of getting glamour, and we're not all going to work best in a group. So I'm going to go hit some bars. No, yes, we should. Everybody should. Yes, buddy in, system in twos. Nobody goes alone. We know that there's someone walking around kidnapping changelings. No one's going alone. Yes. Fruit, I can help wherever. If anyone is concerned about their capabilities on their own, I can help and I can get glamour anywhere. Well, I can go with Phage if if she's going to karaoke bars. That works. Wonderful. Because <laughs> it's 11 a.m. on a Thursday. Those bars are in full swing, <laughs> let me tell you. Right? Karaoke oh. crowd is out in force. <laughs> I don't know what karaoke bars you go to, but <laughs> <laughs> mine are I all mean, in the college district, so maybe that explains it. Regular bars have people who are there, have the, those really depressing people who are there. They get a lot of despair. Like open karaoke bars do too. They just only sing Johnny Cash songs. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, there's not a KJ around, but they're still doing karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. Looks at the other two. Um, if you want to grab Neo, or should the three of us go together? The three of us can go together. That's fine. I will probably but, somewhat split off, but I will stay with the nice side. I think we will all have to do that. Mm-hmm. We just need to mm-hmm. find somewhere Any- appropriately terrifying. Cool. Want to get fruit before we go. Okay, we can stop by our place. Um, I can... I make sure the fruit's actually useful. But we, Liz, we're thinking about trying to get some more glamour. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts about where me, Adele, and you should go? Um... If you don't have a preference, that's fine. Sleeping people? Um, hospital it is <laughs> I was thinking a homeless shelter might be less suspicious but alright do you have a preferred hospital a free cl- <laughs> we will meet we, we will meet at the middle grounds free clinic lovely <laughs> go to hospitals hmm you don't like to go to hospitals Hospitals are are, are are terrifying contraptions of. of... You've grown. This huh? is good. You've grown. No, no. Let me let me be clear. Yes. Hospitals are terrifying. Yes, contraptions you have. Ah. Where <laughs> you have where 
There are a thousand. (laughs) There are a thousand, thousand ways for humankind to determine that we are something other and thus make us targets. I know that's why I don't go to hospitals now yes they're terrifying places that's why I want to go to a hospital for glamour I know I'm just proud that you're you're able to go there as long as I'm not the person getting my blood drawn it's fine we'll get there you can practice I wander off (laughs) (laughs) We are not getting my blood drawn anywhere near. Liz, you understand why your blood also would be risky to have drawn, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to change and meet up with you guys in a few. Wonderful. (laughs) All right. Meanwhile, a new fly will actually jump in with uh, Phage and Lark and follow the music crowd to see what 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 transpires um you guys are headed to a bar yep basically yep. all right um what's your anticipated technique um mostly um by both convincing and her sheer presence the sort of sure you could have another drink sure you can have something else to eat sure you probably want another one of those just kind of pushing people past their limits okay and stoking that the hunger that she is both made of and feeds off of it's eleven thirty on a thursday we're gonna piano man this shit yeah <laughs> okay all right lark what's your strategy um, she's just gonna try to find a good bar with some form of karaoke crowd. Oh, okay, somewhere where she can pull out a performance. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, uh. And let's see. Yeah, that'll be fine. So, uh, Phage, go ahead and give me a. We'll make this one manipulation and persuasion. Sorry, that's helping for my subterfuge. <laughs> now, because you're not really trying to lie to the people, you're literally just trying to push them in a Yeah, direction. but that's what the temptation specialty is for, which is a subterfuge tem- specialty. Okay. We can go subterfuge with the specialty, sure. Manipulation, hmm. subterfuge, temptation, and I can add my harvest? Uh, yes. Hmm. All right. And willpower if you want. Hmm. Uh, I'm already rolling four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven dice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, let's make it fourteen. <laughs> oh, nice. Careful, I want do glamour. not overload. I have one glamour. <laughs> and. <laughs> what's your max glamour at three weird at three I think you're looking at 12 <laughs> just saying if you let me check I get 10 glamour hey 
That's good. That was real damn close. That's all I'm gonna say. I am going to make have yeah. have to get you to make I, I, I a was... resolve and composure roll, however, to make sure that you don't get swept up in your own wake. Right. That's a good chance that I will, but um can I spend a willpower on that one? Yeah. Okay. You need at least three successes with yeah, having gotten 10 glamour off of this, yeah, you need at least three successes. I have one success. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. okay. That's the thing that just happened. Yep. So, Phage, you find a bar. You find a bar that reeks of despair, of people desperately trying to drown out the worst aspects of their lives. And you are you are like a match to gunpowder in there. You walk in, you sure, strike up despair. <laughs> you strike up a conversation with one individual who begins to pour out everything wrong in their life, and you buy them a couple drinks. Nothing extreme, but just enough to push them right past that line where they usually hold themselves with what little remains of self-control they've managed to hold on to over the past 20 years. And then you just move down the bar and do it again and again and again. The first one takes you about five minutes to get the ball rolling. Within the next three people, you've got it down to about 30 seconds. And there's just something about this individual who has walked in with a personality bigger than her own body. And all the walls that they built up to protect themselves from engaging in this just headlong pursuit of alcohol-fueled oblivion have come crashing down. The despair is almost palpable. It coats the tongue in this bar. The bartender himself has one foot in the drunk tank by the time you walk out. Give me a... Actually, we will come back to yours after we do... uh, after we do Lark's. Lark, you are a couple doors down. Close enough that if anything happens, you know, you you guys are still within decent decent distance of each other. Um, but you're looking for a place where you can perform. There's not much out in the way of active performance here. But the second bar you walk into, you know, you're looking for active karaoke that would be the ideal nothing's running like that right now but the second bar you walk into there's an old piano nobody's at the stool and your musical talent is decent you're more of a vocalist though so neofly kind of gives you a look glances around trying to read the crowd and instead of pulling out his guitar like he normally would, sits down at the piano with a sort of experimental kind of, let's see how this goes on his face. You guys have worked together coming up, you know, and, and, and paired up with a, with a number of different performances. So he just starts in on a song that you're very familiar with, one that he feels is going to, to resonate somewhat with the, 
minor but still present crowd of patrons in this area. You can go ahead and give me a presence and expression with any relevant specialties included. And you can spell and spend willpower if you want. Mm-hmm. Six successes. All right, six glamour for you, which brings you up to how many? Um, you see, I believe it brings me up to 11. Okay. And your weird is at two right now? Three. Three? Okay, so that's not a full, so that's that's just half. So you barely squeak in under the under the problem problem number bar. Okay. All right. Um Phage, I'm gonna want you to roll stamina and resolve. Okay. Um with ten. What merits do you have that keep you from getting drunk? Uh, iron stomach, most iron. likely. Uh, iron stomach, iron stamina. And let me see. Let me look at the rolls for both of those. Iron, iron stamina prevents me from feeling exhaustion. Um, by you actually don't have anything mechanically that stops you. You'd be looking for toxin resistance if you want to pick yeah. that up at some point. I will. I will probably actually. Okay. All right. So you're just going to be rolling me a resolve and stamina. Resolve and stamina. Yep. You can add willpower to it if you want. And let's make this one regular. Okay. No successes. Wow. Okay. You are rolling deep yourself. You're not drunk in the sense that you've had too much alcohol. You are drunk on just the lack of inhibition. Uh, You're currently at a minus one, an additional minus one uh, to your your kith, uh, or your seeming curse, I want to say it is, Uh, for the ogre. Uh, the ogre's curse is I can't get nine agains on um, composure rolls that don't involve wits and composure. Yes. Or I so can't get ten agains, rather. Right, you can't get ten agains. Yep. And I, ha- and I um, have a minus one die penalty when using composure as a defense trait. Right, so now you're at a minus two die penalty when using composure as a defense trait. Mm. Okay. So anyone who, anyone who subtracts my composure from their attack roll just loses nothing because my composure is only two. Right. Mm. Okay. Meanwhile... Across town, uh, the uh, Baltimore City Total Healthcare Clinic up on West North Avenue is the closest free clinic to where you guys are located. So I assume that's where you're headed. Sure. Okay. How's everybody going to proceed walking into this place? It's fairly full. Well, no one's expressed that they need my help, right? No. Uh, Not yet. Maybe they did it on the way over. Might, depending on, <coughs> excuse me, depending on what sort of place this is, it might be it might be nice to rely upon your aid in getting past the waiting room, talking us past the waiting room. 
but outside of that. Sure. Let me know if you need me. Okay. So, yeah. Uh... Oh, so you guys are trying to get, like, into the interior workings of the place. I don't need to, but um, if yeah. Adele wants. I mean, Adele is basically trying to get to where he can get to the get get to people who are waiting like in rooms to be seen or luck. Gotcha. Okay. Um, if there happens to be, I realize this is a free clinic, so perhaps not. But if there happens to be like a children's area, that would be best. I mean, there's definitely a children's area in the waiting room. In the sort of standard waiting room that we can access or in yeah. the like... In the back. standard in the standard sort of like everybody comes in, you check in at the front desk, you sit down in on all these chairs. It's, it's kind of set up almost like a DMV, but there's definitely a little like kind of alcove with toys and stuff for kids. Okay. Um, back in one corner, kind of in a separated, delineated, but still visible area of the waiting room. Okay. I'll start there. Okay. That's where I'm headed. I don't know about everybody else. Is there anyone napping? Uh, give me a wits and composure. See what you pick up. I am scoping out people who are sick enough to be miserable, but not sick enough to be need to be seen soon, and thus have been waiting a long time and will be waiting much longer. Okay. You can definitely pick that up within okay. about... 10 minutes of observation, yeah. Hmm. Uh, say, yeah Liz, dots to, like, ferret that out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Liz, you, uh, you find two people um, in located in different areas that seem like they've been waiting long enough that they've dropped off. Hmm. Cool. I will probably head that way. Okay. Casually. Yep. It's, it's a pretty full spot. Um, there's, there's a couple scattered empty seats, one of which is next to one of these sleeping people. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably go for that one. Okay. Assistance. All right. Starting with Adele, cause this sounds very entertaining to me. Okay. So here's my goal. I am looking for, for, for an appropriate target by which I mean, or targets. I'm not averse to taking to to, to coming to, to hitting up multiple multiple um, uh, innocent children. Um, but the goal is find find kids who look isolated, lonely, etc., like that. Spend time, you know, befriend them, learn learn, you know, in as short amount of time as we have. Um, uh, get just enough information from them and then be the creepy lady who tells them that X person is going to die and X and I've seen it and blah, 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 blah. And use the utter terror and panic that comes off of that as my, my feeding. Okay. Go ahead and give me a manipulation and subterfuge then. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. 
Activation, subterfuge. Um, Willpower if you want it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I almost feel like, is it worth it to spend one to... You know what? It's worth it to risk it. Why not? And I am going to, in the process of this, use uh, uh, activate creeping dread. Okay. To make them less resistant to fear. Sure. Let me take a look at creeping dread for a minute. Page one thirty-six. Okay. All right. So to enact Creeping Dread, uh, you'll need to roll Manipulation and Weird minus one. Minus one? Okay. Yeah, he's a toddler. How much resolve does he have? You know. Right, right. <laughs> I'll that, say he has one. That's why you choose children. Right, because they're helpless. <laughs> uh... Oh, Adele. <laughs> Look, nobody, oh, said we were, child. nobody said we were good people. We're changelings. <laughs> nope. We're broken people. <laughs> by default. God damn it. I'll go oh! after children. I'll go after the sleeping. I'll go after people with little restraint and That's force them off their limits. And I will just. It was a risk. Didn't work. Yep. Okay. Um, then, yeah, manipulation, subterfuge. And sure, I've got three. I am. Uh, compared to how I've been the, this entire season, I am rolling in willpower with my massive three. <laughs> um, so I'll spend one for that. Oh, take off weird. Uh, all right. I hate you. Fine. <laughs> So you find little Rugrat, curly hair, who's just kind of sitting by himself, running a car yep. into the partition yep. over and over and over. Yep. And you strike up a little conversation with him, you know, about, you know, the sort of things that kids want to talk about, life, existentialism, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then... Ever so slowly, you naturally turn the conversation to the point where he glances up at you and you immediately just drop your voice about a half an octave, mm -hmm. widen your eyes slightly, and tell him that one of his parents is going to die in a car crash just like that in the next week. Yep. And his jaw drops a little bit, and he goes a bit pale, and he sets down the car and just sort of scampers over to the other side of the room and starts playing with something a little more stuffed animal-ish. <laughs> Works for me. I traded a willpower point for a glamour point. I consider that a good trade. Yep. So you've got an extra two glamour off that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mira. All right. Um, you found some people who are just going to be there for a while. What's your strategy? I'm going to start by 
And I, I did sort of dress down for this. Um, Like, not that she normally dresses fancy, but like less fitting clothes, a little more worn um, than they strictly need to be. You know, the things that help a bit with not seeming like an outsider um, any more than uh, a non-white girl in Baltimore is going to seem like an outsider. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and she'll just sort of what she wants to do is push them to talk about what's going on and maybe even that they're specifically frustrated about waiting or whatever other frustrations they have in such a way to push them towards apathy, to push them towards not resisting. This is the way it works. You just have to do as well as you can within the system and feed on that um, resignation. Okay. I'm hoping to make a persuasion roll. I was going to say, no, I, yeah, that's going to be manipulation and persuasion. Okay. Manipulation, persuasion, and I'm going to spend a willpower on it because... Okay. No, that's not a huge risk of going over. 14 successes. I realize <laughs> there's always a risk of going over. <laughs> uh, oh, you rolled it as a chance. Oh, I was still rolling a chance die, sorry. That's okay. Give that one another try. Because <laughs> that's absurd. Fuck. Oh. Oh. Unfortunately, it doesn't... I try and get glamour. They really do. God. Like, that I is, have gotten... Zero successes on ten dice. Over the season. Yep. And, yeah, you spend some time talking to people, and apathy just doesn't... Like, they're already there. It seems like you're like, I'll push them towards you can't push somebody up against a wall that hard when they're already leaning their entire weight on it. Okay. Yep. Well, that's better than the alternative. So. Uh-huh. And finally, Liss. Yes. You found a sleeping person. What yep. are you going to try and do? I'm going to try and just see what the dreaming about and see what I can do to... Uh, manipulate that a little bit okay um currently the person you've sat down next to is not dreaming they're they're not in a REM cycle right now you can push them towards that if you want to yes yeah let's let's get that a little bit deeper manipulation and empathy okay Uh... Oops. Click the thing off. Go. One success. Okay. Well, you managed to push them into an intensity to dream. You can sculpt as you will. What are you trying to invoke? <laughs> okay. Um, I've seen some stuff uh, feeling pretty good, but I have to keep a secret now. Slightly annoyed about that. 
Um, so here we have a thing that we're gonna go do. Kind of anxious about it. Um, there was nothing there. Liss is gonna try and invoke a nightmare. Okay. Give me a. Let's dredge something up and scare him. All right. Ah. Probably so proud. <laughs> See. Give me a manipulation and expression then. All right. Ah. Uh. Hmm. Can I make an argument for crafts? I want to build a cornfield in their mind full of scarecrows and a maze. Um, in this case, the only thing you could really substitute it for is empathy because okay. crafts is a very physical, tangible, Got making it. something with your hands skill. I would like and to use well, empathy yeah. then. Okay. If I can, because I am better at empathy. <laughs> this is not great at expression. Clearly. All right. Two successes. All right. So you push in on these fairly ubiquitous type of nerve-wracking scenarios, mm -hmm. corn mazes and scarecrows and being chased by something when you can't necessarily clearly see where you're going, where you are, or where it's coming from. Yep. And you definitely give them a good two glamours worth of nightmare for sure. Good. And with you guys slightly more fueled, or in Phage's case, ridiculously more fueled, with supernatural energies before you go investigating the activities of the Green Wall in Gwyn's Falls, that is where we will close for the evening. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.